Welcome back to the Brewing Bright Minds podcast. We are continuing our series on what do our children learn from a preschool program. And now we're on to our older friends, our preschool uh, and pre-K friends, um, anything leading up to before our kids go to kindergarten. Right. So that could be children three years of age up to five years of age. Mm-hmm. If they miss that kindergarten cutoff, then they are with us almost until they're six years old. Mm-hmm. They Yes, they have a TK year, a transitional kindergarten year. Um, but still, all of this falls into that three to five uh, year range of what to expect and hopefully what we want our kids to learn right. in the classroom. And even some schools and classrooms have preschool, pre-K classrooms that have mixed ages. Mm -hmm. So they have threes, fours, and fives Mm -hmm. in the classroom. We just so happen to have three classrooms. Mm -hmm. Some schools have more, some have less. Mm -hmm. Um, So this is all of those ages. Yes. And I think um, across the board for three to five, a major goal is to really set the foundation for academic concepts in terms of early literacy skills. So that includes... uh, Letter recognition, number recognition, uh, phonics, so letter sounds, really building number sense um, and applying those things at a three-year-old age. A lot of that will take place from uh, sensory activities with letters, Mm -hmm. uh, art activities with letters, with numbers, so that it's kind of embedded into the activity so that it's learning through play, but really good and fun exposure to those concepts. Right. And I feel like something that I really enjoy about our program is that we have a perfect balance between play-based and structured, Mm -hmm. structured and free play. Mm -hmm. Um, so we have a daily structured schedule and each of our three preschool classrooms that are similar, but also a little bit different. Our three-year-old classroom has more free play and our fours and fives have a little bit less. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I really like that because they are getting their play and their energy out. Sometimes we have parents who say that they chose us instead of a you know, a different school because Mm -hmm. we still do a lot of free play, Mm -hmm. um, which I really like hearing that. Mm -hmm. And so we have just such a perfect balance of it. Yes. And it's really great, too, because if we're continuing to incorporate play with learning, then obviously learning is going to be fun. You're going to have a positive association with learning and the kids are going to enjoy it. And when you say, hey, guys, we're going to work with Letter C, they're going to rage and be all thrilled about it because Mm -hmm. we're going to play and learn about letter C. We're going to sing and dance about letter C. We're going to, you know, go on on the playground and apply what we know about, you know. So it's it's learning it in many different angles and forms, um, but ultimately giving them a strong foundation in it and a positive uh, experience with it. Because I can't tell you how many times I've heard that a lot of kids go straight to kindergarten without Mm -hmm. going to preschool and feeling like they're behind, feeling Mm -hmm. like they're not ready and that the rest of the kids were ready and ultimately not comfortable with learning and not enjoying it and not wanting to go back to school. How awful is that to not want to go back to school in kindergarten? Yeah. And that's actually pretty, it's a, that's a good point to make because 
if your child is entering kindergarten without any school experience ever, so mm-hmm. no daycare, no preschool, mm-hmm. they are going to walk in and be like, what do you mean I have to sit down in a desk for five hours a day? Mm-hmm. When am I eating? When is snack time? When is mm-hmm. lunchtime? When can I play? Why can't I play with those toys? Like so many different questions and they are so confused Mm -hmm. most likely of course every child is different there's some children who are jumping for joy to Mm -hmm. go to school Um, but at least when they have their preschool experience they know that each time is appropriate Mm -hmm. and so when they do go off to kindergarten it's not such a blunt surprise yes yes and they're not again having to learn everything all at once and then that's where the feelings of feeling overwhelmed comes mm-hmm. from at any time. I see it time and time again when students start to feel overwhelmed, when they feel like they cannot grasp uh, the concept or the direction or the expectation, then um, as it keeps happening, they start building uh, an awareness of that. And then that becomes a self-esteem issue. Mm-hmm. And then that's when you're not in a good place. Right. Obviously, you want them to feel good. Again, it stems back to what we talked about. If you're feeling comfortable with being uncomfortable, then it's okay. Wow, this mm-hmm. is different, but it's okay. I have these tools to fall back on. Um, I can listen. I can learn. I can ask questions. Whereas if you haven't been in school, like you said, it's going to be like, what is going on? Why do all the other kids know mm-hmm. what's going on? What's why am I so different? And they're going to feel like an outlier. And as a result, they're not going to feel equipped and ready and wanting right. to learn. And something that I hear every year from kindergarten teachers in the summer leading up to kindergarten, I hear a lot of kindergarten teachers asking parents to help their child tie their shoes mm-hmm or open their food at lunchtime, Mm -hmm. or um, using the bathroom independently. And that's due to children never having a preschool experience because Mm -hmm. that's what we teach Mm -hmm. in as early as our toddler room. Mm -hmm. Um, But that's what we teach in our preschool classrooms is all of those independent skills Mm -hmm. that they need to be successful in elementary school. Because depending on the school that you go to, they might have a very large class size Mm -hmm. and the kindergarten teacher cannot open 25 different snacks. Yes, it takes away. It starts to take away from the the learning. Yes, from the academics or it gets teachers behind schedule or, you know, every year your new batch of kids is going to come with a new set of problems. But more and more we're seeing that the kids are becoming maybe not as Mm self-sufficient. And so then we're really trying to capture and and catch up on all these, you know, fundamental self-sufficiency skills and then not really getting mm-hmm. to learn as quickly and as efficiently as possible. Right. And that's also scary for the kindergarten teacher mm-hmm. um, because if it's their first year of teaching or maybe their second or third and they don't really know what to expect, it's so much easier on them if they have a group of kindergartners who did have school experience because like you're saying they're able to just jump into the material and the teacher is able to be more comfortable in the classroom yeah which in return makes the kids more comfortable yes absolutely and so um 
we have a lot, a lot of little um, aspects to cover. Um, so let's focus first on academics. We just mentioned a little bit ago that, you know, in the three-year-old range, they are learning phonics, number sense, and all that through play. But as they're getting to um, that four to five-year-old range, they should be ready. They should be so yes. ready and excited and enthusiastic to learn pre-reading skills. And so what that looks like is, you know, learning the alphabet, learning all the letters, being able to recognize them uh, in order and out of order. Yeah, I was just going to say that. Mm-hmm. Knowing uh, that, because <clears throat> the issue with the ABC song mm-hmm. is that they're learning the song yes. and they're not necessarily learning the ABCs. Yes. And so showing the letters to them in random order mm-hmm. and recognizing letters that are not just in their names. Mm-hmm. And then once they master that, then recognizing what vowels are yes. and things like that. Yes. And also the deeper connection is because I mean, everyone, every child develops at a different rate, of course, and we can't expect every child to know all 26 letters going into kindergarten or going into, you know, all of that. Of course, that's a high expectation. A lot of kids can do it. Maybe some Mm -hmm. are not ready for it, but we do want them to understand that letters make words mm-hmm. we need to under we need them to understand that text is you know text and letters is a way to communicate ideas and um you know the letters these letters make your name that's a word you know mm-hmm. they need to understand that they need to know the difference between letters and numbers yeah i was just going to mention that as well that this is just as important with numbers and quantities mm-hmm. and so they need to understand that this is the number one and this is the letter I because they look similar. Mm -hmm. Um, And just knowing that they're two different things and they mean two different things. And even just quantities of, you know, I I have two squares in my blocks and I need another square to Mm -hmm. continue building my tower. Mm -hmm. So that means I need three squares. Mm -hmm. And that they can learn through play. You know, that's a that's a perfect example. They're learning through play their number sense of of quantity. um, And then that can transfer on to learning the numbers on a paper. Yes. And so um, really our one of our more immediate goals is to have a strong foundation in letter sounds and letter recognition, as well as number um, recognition and quantities and value and number sense, knowing less, knowing more, what is equal, um, being able to sequence numbers, um, because having that foundation will allow them to build and understand larger numbers. Um, a lot of our friends in our pre-K and TK class, once they know and have mastered their letters, um, then we can start blending. We learn consonants and vowels and we can start blending CBC words, which are consonant, vowel, consonant words like mat, bat, sat, cat, dip, you know, tip. When they start reading those words, then they are understanding that, wow, these units of sound create words. I can read these words mm-hmm. to represent an idea. And it's like when they read their first word, it's huge. They they yeah. really get excited. They really it's everything that they've learned culminating into that moment of, wow, I'm learning to read. Um, once they start reading their first Bob book, it's perfect. It's simple. It's short. Um, they feel really, really accomplished. So that's really our long term goal of being able to handle um applying everything they've learned all at once. Right. Also, um, even though uh, phonics 
and letters and number sense is really, really critical, they should also have great exposure to other subject matter, um, which actually all, all of our kids do starting young, which is arts mm -hmm. and sciences. Um, and so every other day or a couple times a week, um, they should be exposed to a science lesson just to mm -hmm. give them context in terms of how does the world around them work? Yeah. And that also could be sensory. Mm -hmm. um, sensory and science kind of go hand in hand, um, exploring their natural environment. So going out onto the playground or going around the campus and taking nature walks and just being aware of where they live. Mm -hmm. um, and that's also kind of goes into geography and what state they live in and what city they live in mm -hmm. and that um ties into so many questions and natural um natural questions that they may have if you know if it's hot right now is it cold somewhere else mm -hmm. in the world or mm -hmm. you know we live in this state but where is this state and so many different questions can come up from that yes and it's i guess really learning about your immediate community mm -hmm. and how it's structured and how it's interconnected and then expanding that beyond. And so uh, even like learning the foundation of, you know, days of the week, months of the year, how does time work? Yeah. Um, and um, if today is Tuesday and tomorrow's Wednesday, when is the weekend? It, they start learning how you know, scheduling and things around them work and getting a sense of that. And that gives, that empowers them, that it really empowers them to um, have older and more mature conversations yeah. with parents and caregivers because they can now be a part of um, decision-making and yeah. planning and things like that, which is huge. It's huge. Yeah. And, and I think that's where people, they kind of overlook children, especially such young children, mm -hmm. because they think, oh, they're four. You know, it's you know, whatever, they're four years old. But like you're saying, they can make, they can be a part of the decision-making and they can say if they're learning about seasons at school and they're really, really fascinated with snow mm -hmm. and you live in a climate where it doesn't snow and then they, you're talking about your next family trip that you're going yep. on and your three-year-old, four-year-old is really interested in snow, then maybe you take a trip to go see the snow somewhere. Mm -hmm. And that's just natural Absolutely. Wonders. I mean, we took my daughter to snow when she was two and she didn't really have much concept of it and uh, hated it. And it was just really for my pictures <laughs> that I wanted. Um, but now taking her recently when she's five, she really understands it. And she's like, Mom, I want to live where snow is. Mm -hmm. And that's so huge because she learned it from school. And now we took a trip and now she's conceptualizing it and she's analyzing it and thinking, well, what do I want in my life? What yeah. do I, where do I want to live? Yeah. What fits my needs? And that's so that's so crucial to uh, build her decision making skills. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening to the Brewing Bright Minds podcast. If you liked what you heard, please follow us, like, and subscribe for more.